You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Episode number 94. Hey, today is a repurposed interview with myself from Lynn Shapiro from her podcast, Finding Focus. Lynn is a good friend of mine. I've actually been mentoring her for quite a while now as well. She's a wedding photographer and she's really going out there and doing some really cool stuff. So I was so excited to hear that she was actually putting together a podcast. And of course, I put my hand straight up to see if I could be on her podcast as well. So it was really cool that we made the magic. We made it all happen. So if you want to find Lynn and her new podcast, it's called Finding Focus and it really does special, like I think it's mostly for creative entrepreneurs and wedding photographers that are parents and that are finding it hard with their time and their goal setting and stuff like that. So you might find it really useful, especially if you have a little one at home and you want to grow a thriving business at the same time. So I have actually brought that interview to you guys today. So there's tons of good stuff, little value bombs for you to listen to. Hey, before we get started, I have a huge, huge announcement to make in the next podcast episode that comes out. And it's in regards to the Wedding Photography Summit that we have coming up. And you don't want to miss this announcement. It's going to be absolutely huge. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of people in the wedding photography space. And to be honest, we've been putting so much work into this. It's going to be the biggest wedding photography workshop in the world. And in my humble opinion, the best wedding photography workshop in the world. (laughs) Sorry, there's no time to be humble around here. We need to be pushing. We need to be inspiring, motivating people because that's what it's all about. And there's so much aftermath after 2020. And I think now's the time people are starting to get a grip onto the new reality. They're starting to level up their business and come out of their hidey hose. And, um, And they're starting to get back on their feet and starting to grow their business again. So I'm really excited that the Wedding Photography Summit is coming out. Tickets do go on sale when the next podcast episode comes out and I'm going to be announcing the speaker lineup. And I think there's going to be a wild card on there that may surprise you. So please sit back, relax and uh, enjoy this podcast episode. And I'm going to see you next week for this massive announcement. You need to be on and you need to listen to this announcement. I'll see you soon. Welcome to Finding Focus. This is episode number five. Today's guest is Jai Long, a wedding photography business coach and a wedding photographer. Jai has been a wedding photographer for many years now and started his six-figure business math program last year. I have been coached by Jai and I am in his business math, which has positively impacted my business. In this episode, we chat about his views on balance and how he approaches it, the importance of mindset and pricing, amongst other things. Welcome to Finding Focus. It's so great to have you on here. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to be on your podcast today. I'm excited to have you on it. For those who may not know you and your story yet, please can you introduce yourself and just tell us a bit about who you are and a bit about your journey? Yeah. So my name is Jai, Jai Long. I'm a wedding photographer. I've got a wedding photography business called Free the Bird Weddings, where I've been running that since 2013. And I've been shooting all over the world and I've done lots of things like 30 Rising Stars and Run Australian Photographer of the Year and a few other things. 
But more recently, I am a wedding photography business coach. So I've been coaching lots of people, including yourself, and been helping a lot of photographers really level up and break into that six-figure mark. Yeah, it's just been a big journey and it's been a very wild couple of years, like you know, with COVID and with so many things going on. I think I'm just in like a big transition on my life right now and it's exciting times. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I'm from Melbourne. Melbourne, Australia. I'm happy and healthy and I'm living the dream. So Awesome. So for those who don't know, I'm in Jai's business map course. It's really been a game changer for me and I've been watching people in the course hitting their goals like crazy. (laughs) I know it's insane. Every single day there's someone on the group just hitting these nuts goals. I have streamlined my business and been running it better as a business since I've been doing the business map. And I mean, personally, it's helped me beyond. But I wanted to know about how you decided to start it and the effects you've seen in general on people. Yeah. So for those that don't know, my coaching program, my online course is called the Six Figure Business Map. And I've been a wedding photography educator since 2015. It was my first workshop. And like to take you back there, it was just an amazing time. There wasn't that many workshops back then. And I was so passionate about business. I really know business is sort of one of those things that I love and I thrive in. And I also love helping other people because I find business so easy. I love helping other people do it as well. I think in the last couple of years, there's been so many reasons why people haven't been coming to my in-person workshops. So in 2020, at the start of the year, I released these workshops where I was doing one in Sydney, Australia, one in Melbourne, one in New York City, one in Los Angeles, and I think a couple of other ones. And they were all basically sold out. And I actually got in and did the one in Melbourne and the one in Sydney before the COVID lockdown hit. And when that hit, it really was a bit of a wake-up call because one, I was exhausted doing all these workshops because I was traveling everywhere. The second thing is with workshops, and one thing that really bummed me out about them is I made these connections with people, but then I had to love them and leave them because they were there for two days and I couldn't see their progress. I, I never knew what they did afterwards and I didn't love that situation. The other thing was, there was such a high entry point for people to come to my workshops because one, they had to dedicate two full days to come. A lot of the times they had to travel. A lot of the times they had to get a babysitter. A lot of the times they had to sneak out of work and then pay the fee on top of that. There was so much resistance. And so what I realized was I wasn't best serving people by doing in-person workshops. And I was like, if I really want to best serve people, I need to serve people the way I love to be served. And that's online. And If I do it online, I can make a better workshop because I can curate it and then I can keep it up to date because with my in-person workshops, I hated the stuff that I taught like two years before because it was now irrelevant and I was always updating it. But people obviously wouldn't keep coming back to my workshops. With the business map, I can keep going in and making sure everything's relevant, everything that I'm testing and doing in the marketing scene, in sales, in pricing, all that kind of stuff and make sure that we're at the forefront, which is what I've been doing lately. And besides everything else, I'm so passionate about it. And then I'm so passionate to see everyone hitting goals and changing their lives because business to me, it's actually changed my life. It's taken me from what I thought was possible to whole new heights. And I don't say it to brag. I'm just saying it's not lost on me. Like It's just not lost on me. I get to wake up every day and do what I love. I get to shoot weddings and I get to educate people and I get to do all these things, all these projects, get to talk on podcasts. And there's so many opportunities all the time. What the problem is, I think that opportunity is there for everybody. And I want to show people that it's not there just for me. It's there literally for everybody. And we all need to take responsibility. And if we're going after our dreams and actually go after them, and I guess that's what the whole business map's about. It's just me getting inspired by the people that are actually going after their dreams 
and then me trying to fuel their fire even more and keep fueling their fire. No, it's absolutely awesome. I think it's given photographers a whole new perspective. I mean, for me, it came at a perfect time. Obviously, nothing was happening during COVID and lockdown last year. So it was just ideal. But it puts everything, the entire basic business running of a business in one place, which for a lot of creatives, myself included, I was a little bit all over the place. And what's great about it is that I could work through it. And I've said this to you before, especially as a parent, every little section has many sections so that it's doable. So Mm. you don't have to go through the whole thing in one day, which is what I really, really loved about it. But as you mentioned, you have a lot of businesses on the go. I do. You do a lot of things all the time. You now have a fashion business as well, which is super cool. And another summit coming up. I do. I've got a wedding photography coming up really soon. That's awesome. So balance is something that most people, especially people who are parents, strive to somehow attain, even though it's not really something that's actually properly attainable every day, as you know. I've heard you receive questions before about how to maintain balance and how to look after your mental health and keep things in perspective while running a whole lot of businesses. What do you recommend about that? I've got a lot of strong opinions on this and it's going to land on some people and not others. I think one thing is you've got to understand like we all work differently and you've got to go to the rhythm of your own drum, right? And I think there's too many people out there that don't because they feel guilty that they don't have things in balance and they feel guilty of so many different things, especially if you're a parent, because you feel guilty that you're not giving your business full attention. Then you feel guilty you're not giving your kids full attention. Then you feel guilty you're not giving your partner full attention. There's so much guilt, right? But where's that guilt come from? And I believe it comes from a society standard of what is supposed to be normal. And I think as soon as people say balance to me, I'm just like, who's balance though? Like, what balance are you talking about? And so I don't believe in balance. Because every time that people tell me that I work too much and I should be doing other things, people don't realize that my ambitious goals go through all of life. I want to have the best relationship. I want to have a relationship with my wife. I want to have a relationship with my friends. I want to have all the businesses. And I want to do it all. I want the cake and I want to eat it all as well. You've got to understand, if you are feeling guilty about something and something's not working out, especially if you've got kids, are your kids going to be more inspired about you going after your dreams and being that super parent that also ran a business that they were proud of and stuff? Or do you think they're going to be more proud of you that you gave up on your dreams or you did less of something to try and keep the guilt down? And I think it's just a question that we have to ask ourselves. Like, If someone tells you that something's not balanced and then you need to get into your own lane or whatever it is, I think you need to reassess whose balance that you're trying to balance. And then you need to see what makes you actually happy. Like not your kids happy, not your business happy, not your partner happy. What makes you happy? And then after that, you can build a business around what makes you happy and what gives you time with your kids and things like that because you're going to be changing the game for yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's also about leading by example for your kids. Exactly. My mom didn't work. And I think it's also a bit of a strange thing for her that I work so much. For her, it's a bit weird. And for me, it's kind of like, oh, am I giving my son enough attention? Am I giving my business enough attention? Like you said, it's exactly like that. Am I giving my dog enough attention? It's like all over the place. But yeah, it's about like leading by example. And I think as well, when you are happy, everything in your life comes right, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It really, really does. 
Like a lot of people think they're going to get happiness when they get success. And they're like, oh, like I'll just work really hard. I'll make some money and then I'll get happiness. But man, success doesn't come until you're happy. And that's just the way it is. You've got to be happy with where you're at. You've got to be happy with how things are going. And when that happens, you're going to change your attitude. And with that attitude that you spread around is going to bring you the success that you're after in the first place. So we sort of have things backwards when we're thinking that success and achievements is going to be the thing that changes our balance and it's going to bring us our happiness and it's going to bring us more income. But man, get that happiness first. Find that inner peace and that balance first and then build everything around that. Because if you do that and if you reverse engineer this stuff, you'll show up completely different and you're going to show up for your clients differently. You're going to show up for your business differently. For your kids differently. You're going to show up for everybody differently. Absolutely. And a lot of it has to do with mindset. I mean, I find that the happier I am in just the process, the more work comes in and then I'm happier and the more work comes in and then just things start falling into place. So I start attracting more my way. Can we chat about mindset? It's something you're very passionate about. <laughs> I like you ask every question you say, you're like, oh, I know you're passionate about this one. Yeah. Well, you're passionate about a lot of things. So we've got a long way to go. <laughs> That's what we're going to say. I'm really passionate. I'm a passionate person. And to be honest, I think not enough people are passionate about life. And that's the problem. When you're passionate, like I am, when I'm talking about this stuff, this is not like, oh, it's another interview. It's the end of the day. I just want to go home. I'm like, I light up. You can see me. I'm ready for this, right? And yeah, I'm tired. And yeah, I just worked a big day. And yes, I got up at 4 a.m. And yes, I did all the things, but I'm still ready. And I think getting yourself into that situation of where you need to have passion in your life to be able to be motivated and to do all the things. So to have a positive mindset, for instance, and the reason why I was going on that rant is because it can be hard if you're jaded and if you're feeling like hard done by or things are not working out. And it can be hard to be positive because it can be like, fuck you, Jai, you're positive and you're living the dream, whatever. But what about me? Things didn't work for me today. And it's hard. And this is a real struggle. And I totally understand that stuff. And I go through the same thing, even though most people wouldn't even know. Because I don't even acknowledge it for myself. I take the fuel and the oxygen out of that fire. And I make sure it just doesn't burn. So when things turn south, like I don't give it the attention it deserves because I don't want it to take over my life. I've already gone through enough and I've done it all. So I want for myself, I immerse myself into positive not like toxic positivity, but positive emotions for myself when it comes down to everything. Like a good example is if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm hating Monday because I've got to do some editing and stuff, then I know it's my fault and I built my business around that way. I'm a shit boss and I build a shit business. And then why do I do that for anybody? Why do I do that to myself? And I realize it's my fault because I am the boss. So I need to show up as the better captain of my ship and I need to hire someone to help me do it or I need to take Mondays off or I need to change something. And then once I start doing that, I'm going to get into a better headspace. And when I'm in a better headspace, I'm going to be able to acknowledge help when people are giving it to me. I'm going to be able to see more opportunities. I'm going to get a lot luckier. People always say, Jai, you're so lucky all the time. You're so lucky. I'm like, you know what makes me lucky? Every time I work harder and work smarter, I get so much luckier. So it's funny how that works. (laughs) I love how you say that you change what needs to be changed for your mindset. And I think that's something that is underestimated a lot. People just slog through and don't get things done. And I mean, I know I'm guilty of it and it's something I'm always working on. (laughs) Let's be honest. Yeah. So what do you recommend about outsourcing and structuring your productivity in a productive manner? I think we need to let go of the notion that we're building a business just by ourselves and for ourselves and having it ego driven. And I think we need to switch that narrative out and realize that 
we need help and we, you know, so many creative entrepreneurs suffer from so many different mental illnesses and anxiety and things like this. And we really don't need to. We think we're alone and we think we are the best at what we do. No one can help us. There's no one else that can be as good as us. And I think we're doing it to ourselves. I can't blanket something like that. I've got empathy for all the people out there that are really suffering. But I think we can let go of some things and we can change the game by modeling our business around our lives instead of modeling our lives around our business, which most people do. And so when we start going like client-centric and thinking more about the clients and the business and the bigger impact and how I just want to shoot and do those type of things, I just want to do the fun things, right? It makes me think, hey, my goal is not actually to make money or make much money, which means why am I not outsourcing stuff then? Because if my goal is not to make money and if it's to have a good life, then I'm not even going towards my goal if I'm trying to do it all myself, right? Because I'm not going to be able to make money because I won't be able to scale up. No one scales up by themselves. We all hang on to the big influences on social media. It's like, I make a million dollars a year working by myself, for myself, and I charge $30,000 a wedding. That's awesome for that person. But what about the rest of us? Is that doable? And it really isn't. Unless you're working day and night and you're working hard, I think it's so much easier to make a million dollars a year with having a team around you and you get to wake up and have fun and you can outsource the stuff that's not your superpower and not on your strengths and what you don't love to do. Yeah, I believe people should start thinking about how they could get help. Yeah, I'm a very big believer in outsourcing. I've started to outsource things myself, which has been pretty much a game changer. And I did so even having no work, like moving overseas. I just recently moved to London and I literally moved into another lockdown (laughs) for the last few months. Wow, from one to another. Yeah, it's been interesting. But I was like, okay, I'm actually going to, work on outsourcing things that are just holding me back. And regarding like money mindset with that kind of thing, when you have to invest in something and you're not obviously sitting in lockdown, you're not making money in it. What is your view on that and how that can help you grow? Because I think that holds people back a lot. Well, I don't have the money coming in yet as much, so I can't really spend it on, you know, and it becomes a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Look, it really does come down to you need to work on your money mindset before anything else because if you're not willing to let go of the money to make more money, you're playing such a small game and you're just never going to be able to get out of it. And I can tell you what, I've never met any creative entrepreneur like ourselves out of all the people that I've mentored that have just been ready to just outsource and been in the financial position without actually first outsourcing and actually being able to get the extra time back to be able to make more money so then they can be in that position. And so, look, I think If you're already a creative entrepreneur and you've gone half in and then you're thinking, I want to save some money for a rainy day, you're thinking about the wrong thing. You shouldn't have money for a rainy day. It's not how it works. I don't believe in saving. I don't believe in saving money for a rainy day. I believe in if you save money for a rainy day, then you're going to lose that money on a rainy day instead of working out a different way to get through that problem. And I think you should learn how to make new money instead of trying to save what you have. And if you put more attention into making new money, which is hiring more people, which is outsourcing, which is getting back your time, then you're going to be financially free because you're going to be able to always make new money. Does that make sense? So I think too many of us are trying to hang on to what we have. Like if you've got five grand in the bank, 10 grand or 100 grand or 500 grand, and if you're happy, if that's it for the rest of your life, you're happy, you're not going to grow anywhere. You've got to take the chances. What's the downside? Maybe you're going to lose the 10 grand out of your bank, the five grand, the 20. Maybe you're going to have an upside of 200,000 this year. Maybe you can have an upside of 300, 400. It's literally endless. If you've got 10 grand in your bank account, the downside is 10,000, upside's unlimited. And so when I look at that, 
it's a no-brainer. I don't care about the 10 grand. Get rid of it so I can make some more and so I can learn to make more and I can give people opportunities. I can give photographers, designers, I can give so many people jobs and work. And I think instead of me trying to do it all by myself and not share with anybody, not bring anybody into my world, not give anyone opportunities, I think it's a selfish thing to do. I think it's super selfish to think that you can run business by yourself. And I think the more that I let go of my money, employ more people, I pay people, all my employees above award wage, they get bonuses. Like I pay wherever I can because that's why I'm here. I love doing what I do and I love spreading it with other people that also need that leg up. So if my business can help someone in that way, it's not just helping myself, I think that's incredible. Yeah. What's the biggest thing that was a game changer for you with outsourcing? My books was the first thing I outsourced. So just doing bookkeeping. I hate doing my taxes. I got zero. So then zero does it for me. And I still don't want to go into that. So I hire someone from day one. She's worked for me for eight years now. And she does all my books. So I pay double. I pay zero and I pay this person. And man, for eight years, not one Monday I had to wake up where I'm going like, I hate doing my books and I can't believe today's Monday and book day. So because of that reason, I think no matter how much I've paid her, whatever I've paid her, it's been it's worth its weight in gold. It means I can focus on the good things and I've been able to grow my business. So yeah, I'd say that's probably the best thing I've ever done. And it's still organized and not hanging over your head. You're not the first creative that doesn't enjoy bookkeeping. Exactly. You know what's incredible? If I want to do anything now, I just write to her and go, Karen, what's going on? Can you send me my last year's tax return? How much profit are we at right now? Like what's going on? And she's got everything cataloged. Everything's perfect. I can just sign in anytime. And if it was left up to me, because I'm creative, man, I'm not a book man, it would be chaos. And I wouldn't even know what's going on. And so, so many people hold themselves back and they go like, oh, I don't know business. I'm not paying taxes and I haven't worked it out. And they got anxiety over it. And I'm like, man, so would I. Why are you doing that to yourself? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's not the best fun part about being a photographer, we'll say. What have you found is the biggest mindset block for people you've coached and people in the Business Map course and how to overcome it? There's a couple that stand out, but one of the biggest ones is pricing. And I always know it's pricing. And I think in the group calls, it comes up most often. It's like, what about my pricing? Are people going to pay this price? What can I do? And I think I've got to keep driving home. It never comes down to pricing and it comes down to something else. And making sure that people see their value and making sure people are not discounting themselves and they're not doing the wrong thing by their business. And I think it's also the biggest breakthrough. So when people actually start putting up their prices, because I think most people that come in the business map put up their prices. When they start putting up their prices and they get new clients and they're instantly getting more money in their bank account, they're always like, whoa, I can't believe I didn't do this earlier and this is incredible. And it kind of busts their limiting belief on what they think is possible. That's probably the coolest mindset I get to see people transform through. Yeah, I see that a lot with people upping their prices and being genuinely shocked that so people shocked. book them. Yeah, they're like, I've just booked the biggest package. This is the most amount of money that anyone's ever paid me. And I'm like, this is incredible. No, totally. What do you suggest to people who are listening and are like, okay, great, but I can't charge that? Oh, they definitely can't. They have to join the business map. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things, but it is hard because there's so many different things that you can do. But one thing is you got to validate, right? So a lot of the times people just think, I'm going to make up a price and then that's it. And maybe I'm $2,000. I'm $2,000 or £2,000 wedding photographer now. And I'm not going to discount anyone. I'm going to have one package and whatever it is. And what people don't realize, it's like, where did you come up with that price? Like, is that determined by you and like your friends? Or is that determined by the market and your clients? And so 
a lot of the times we try and make it around ourselves because we're trying to pay our bills and then put a little bit of tax on top. But in reality, it doesn't come down to that at all. Like people don't want to pay your bills. We need to put our worth up, however that is. So it's more desire, like you're more featured in different places. And there's reasons why people actually want you. And then when you have that, you can actually start putting your prices up. Yeah, I think it's like a deep dive on like what you actually want, but then will the market actually pay? And look, let me tell you, this sounds like I'm saying you should put down your prices, but a lot of times people have their prices so wrong and then they're too low. And when they're too low, like if people get in touch and there's like everyone else is 3,000 pounds and you're 2,000 pounds, worst news is they got in touch with you, they weren't going to book you. Then you just started giving them a discount and offering discounts. And then they really, it drives home the fact that it was a bad decision to contact you. You're not solving their problem and you're making a mistake by undercutting yourself and then losing bookings. Just because simply you don't know what the market actually is and what other people are charging and what people will actually pay. And so the quicker that we change our prices and see what people actually pay, and then we can start working out where the sweet point is and what people actually want and what kind of upsells do they want and how much shopping can they do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and a lot of it is, like you said, a lot of A-B testing and experimentation. I think people underestimate that. The same price guide for like three years. and I mean, I'm testing all the time. And if I didn't, I would be leaving so much money on the table. When I was charging $5,000, I thought my smallest package, I was like, no one would ever pay nine grand for my bigger yeah. package. And then people do. And then I would test again. Well, okay, let's make it $12,000. Let's see what happens. Because it just comes down to what are people willing to pay? And so... yeah. People want to spend money and I don't want to stop them. You know what I mean? So it's like if they want that experience, if they want to spend 12 grand instead of nine grand, then I'll work out a way to over deliver on that extra three grand by giving them even more because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a bigger and better experience, more time with me. They're looking for more custom experience, whatever it is. And so instead of me saying, Oh, these are my packages, leave it or take it. I'm like, Hey, what do you actually want? And when I work that out, I'm like, well, how much is that worth to you? And when I work that out, then I'm yeah. like, well, that's actually twice as much as what I was going to charge. So that's amazing. Because the market is different to what I thought I was worth in my head. Yeah. I mean, your ideal client is completely different to my ideal client or whatever. It's not like I could go and just carbon copy, copy me. No. offers. No, exactly. I think that a lot of the time that people just kind of go with a pricing guide and offering that other people do and everyone just offers the same thing. And it's not necessarily the right thing for the client that you are appealing to. No, there's so many different factors, like different areas. I mean, you're in pounds. There's so many factors. And even in living costs, when people say like in the country, wedding photographers charge less. And I'm like, well, also rent is half the price. And also there's so many living costs that are nowhere near what they are if you live in the city and then you're working in city weddings and things like that. So it's just like, that's a bad example, but there's so many other variables, so, so many variables that come into play when it comes to pricing. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a really good example, especially for me, because I've come from South Africa and RANDs and had to adjust my packages and pricing to a completely new audience that I had to learn about very quickly. It's completely different. My whole mindset had to change and shift to a different currency even, which was a totally different thing. It's amazing. I'm so inspired. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. No, thank you. I love it when people get out of their comfort zone and they do something different. I think it's important for everyone to do in life. It's so cool. Yeah. I mean, even in small ways, I made this huge move, which was awesome. And even like using the business map, in South Africa was great. And then I decided to get up and move. 
So I had to move overseas, as you do during a pandemic, into another lockdown. And then I was like, how am I going to approach this? That's where the business map's actually been a huge help. Amazing. I mean, how good is it to have that kind of support when you're moving, when you're doing all of that, and then you got the support to come back to it? I just think it's insanely valuable. I think it is. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm biased, but I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm definitely biased. Well, I'm in it and I'm biased too. So basically, yeah, I think it's just fantastic. I mean, I've been really smashing goals recently, which I would not have expected to. I've been here for three and a half months and still in lockdown. I haven't even like shot properly yet, but I've been booking left, right and center and just dedicating myself to everything in the business map, which this is making it personal, but it's really been a game changer for me. I mean, it's moving and moving my business to a different country a whole lot easier, I have to say. It's so incredible. I love hearing it. It just makes me so happy. And it's not because of the business map. It's because you're ready for it. And it's because you're doing the work and you're going after it. And your dreams, they're worth more than the struggle. And that's why you're going after it. And just like gets me inspired, like seeing results and seeing that my impact is helping in some way on the other side of the world. So it's so cool. Yeah, no, totally. It's been really, really amazing for me. And I highly recommend it to anyone I chat to because it's been a game changer, especially if you just want even just some sort of structure in your business and just some sort of map to follow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> good name. You picked a good name. Well done. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You have a, another summit coming up and I know that did really, really well. I was still talking about the last one. So is there anything you want to share about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be huge. I'd love to tell you like a little behind the scenes secret on this. It's a $7 ticket. The lineup, it's going to be next level. And I've pulled people out from not just in the wedding photography industry. I've got a couple of people coming in from other industries to share some light. And I'm really excited about that. Last year, I had the Wedding Photography Summit. We had 8,000 people. It was the biggest workshop in the world. It was an absolute blast. It was such a success. There was so much happiness. I can't even explain how fun it was and what an achievement it was for the team and everything. But this year, man, I'm doubling down. I'm going everything double and I want to double the amount of people. So my unrealistic goal is 16,000 people this time and I'm going relentless into it. For me to acquire someone to come to it, it cost me about $9. The only reason why like all the costs were covered and everything is because some people bought VIP tickets last year. So that really helped us out. And so this year, because I want to double the amount of people coming, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to or not, like who knows. But what I'm doing is I'm halving the price of the VIP because I want to be so uncomfortable that I'm like, man, now it's no longer viable because before it was just viable, but now it's no longer viable. Now we have to get double the amount of people. So I'm just putting it out there because I'm not doing it for the money. I want to make this impact. So I proved to everyone that I can pay all the speakers and I can charge $7 and it can be amazing stuff. I proved it to the world. And last time, VIP was $97 and it paid for everything. But this time, I'm going to double down and I'm going to halve the price. We're doubling the amount that we're spending as well, which is crazy. So I think for me, it's like I need to have that tension and push myself because if I just did the same thing as I did last time, I already know what's going to happen. And then there's nothing magic in that space. So I need to be in a situation where I'm growing as much as everybody else is growing and I'm testing new ways for everyone in the business map. Because if I can't do this stuff, if I can't pull it off, then it's almost impossible because I'm going to do everything under the sun with marketing, with advertising, with influencers, with organic shares, with whatever I can do 
because I want to have the biggest speakers in the world. I want to have the best workshop that I can because I'm the type of person that hates doing things halfway. And I'm like, if I'm going in, I'm going all in. As a result, I get so much knowledge. I get so many proven strategies and all that flows into the business map. And I'm not teaching stuff of like, oh, you could do these things. I'm teaching stuff like, you know what? I literally just spent $200,000 on Facebook ads and I've got a course in here now on Facebook ads. If you want to know best source to find out how to learn Facebook ads for your wedding photography business, I've got it right here and I'll show you behind the scenes. So for me as a coach, I personally don't love how some coaches just read books and they teach other people's strategies. I'm like, man, I'm teaching you my strategy and that's all I can teach you because that's all I do. I'm not reading the books and I'm not attending other people's workshops to relay that on. I'm in the trenches. I'm uncomfortable. There's so much tension and I'm getting through it. Could fail and I'll fail in front of everybody. Could succeed. Who knows? But I'm on the same journey as you and I feel uncomfortable. I feel scared. I feel vulnerable. All these things, the same as when I started as a wedding photographer. So for me to be relevant for all the wedding photographers just starting out, I need to be in that space. Let's do it all. Let's get the best speakers and let's broadcast for 12 hours and let's do it all. And also, let's sell tickets for $7 to make sure everyone can come to it. Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, that's brilliant. It's so great because it gives everyone access to something that there's really no excuse if there's someone they want to listen to in the summit. It's pretty amazing in the business map, literally watching you learn and do as we go as well in your own capacity. You're really living it. It's not just preaching. You are practicing in front of our eyes. Yeah. (laughs) For us, which is awesome because it's true, because you get a lot of information and education which is not based on experience. I don't want to ever put down anybody about that kind of stuff, but a good example is I was talking to someone the other day. They signed up to a coach that specializes in six figure wedding photography businesses. And the thing is, the coach that's actually teaching, they showed me some of the stuff they're teaching, but that coach has never made six figures themselves. And so they're trying to supplement their income with their coaching or whatever. But that's totally fine. I get it. I understand. And you don't have to make six figures to teach six figures, like for sure. But I just think for the student, there's probably places that you could probably put your money where you get the results faster from the people that have actually done it or doing it in front of your eyes because there's just a way that I want to learn. And I don't want to put any negative vibes out there or be jaded or anything. And I think if you're doing that out there, like good on you for the hustle, go after it. I'm definitely not judging you. I've done everything I have to do. And I'm not here to judge anybody that whatever they have to do to get their success. But I'm just thinking more in terms of the student, you're going to sign up to something. Yeah, I would be looking at what have they actually done? What are they doing? And do they walk the walk? Yeah, I mean, it works for some people. Some people are better teachers than doers, and that's fine. Oh, totally. Totally. I personally like to see that I'm learning from either my own experience or from someone who's had the experience. But that's my Can I tell you just like a quick difference? One of the differences. Like you came into my workshop and you noticed that I speak a lot about mindset, right? And now there's one big reason because someone that's made six figures or seven figures, it's not about the strategy. It's about how did you overcome adversity? How did you handle being able to employ more people? How did you feel? It comes down to like, if you've got experience, that's what I want to know. So it's like, I know the strategy and you've read the book and you watch YouTube, like that's great. But those people wouldn't be able to actually tell you in the situation of like, how do you actually react? How do you change your mindset? Like, what's the most important thing when it comes to your mindset? And what habits do you need? Because they're the things that don't get taught in books. They just don't. They don't get taught in university. They don't get taught on YouTube. They just don't. And so the reason why it's so valuable now to have a coach in your corner or to 
get into the bigger masterminds and stuff is because it's not for their strategies. It's you're rubbing shoulders with someone that's actually doing the things. And then you can see how they handle themselves. You can see the goals that they set. You can see the process of how they actually overcome something. Because if someone tells me, Jai, like you could become a millionaire and I started watching YouTube and reading the books, I still won't be able to become a millionaire because I'm still scared and I still don't know how to handle it. I still have self-doubt. I still have anxiety, like all these things. I don't need to read those books. But if I just sat next to someone that's actually made a million dollars, then I'm like, oh man, like it was as hard as we think it is. Or how did you get there? And who did you hire? We can start having that conversation and it's completely different, completely different. I love that you, like for the summit as well, I've heard you talk about this before, you get information and you kind of learn a lot from people who are not in the wedding photography world. And I think that is super important, especially when it comes to business, because you can learn the best business things from people who don't necessarily take photographs as well as those who do. That's a funny statement. I would say you probably will learn better business from people that don't take photos. (laughs) We as photographers like to learn from each other because we can relate to each other and relate to the kind of things, being creatives in a business world. Yeah. But I like that you also look to the external business world as well to learn from and to teach in the business map and, you know, yeah. And to drop that little bomb that I was talking about in the wedding photography summit coming up. I've brought someone in. I've brought in someone that's a big time mentor that people know from a different world and they're coming in. I just feel like I preach that all the time, like learn from outside influences. So in the summit, I was like, you know what's really important? It's not to get the biggest wedding photographer in the world, although I do have that person. It's like (laughs) to get like one of the biggest people in the world that's just a thought leader, like someone that just thinks big and does big things and just kills it. So I was like, how can I get someone that's so big and out of our reach and bring them into our industry? to give us some knowledge bombs. So I've got someone that's coming in that's going to give us a new perspective. I'm super excited. I'm excited. I want to tell you right now, but I just can't. All the listeners out there, I'll be dropping it on the 1st of May on my Instagram, which is at jialong.co. So go over there and wait for the juicy, juicy stuff. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, the last one was great. So now this is like even more exciting. Are you going to get front row seats? That's what I want to know. I should sell front row seats. (laughs) And when people buy them, they're like, what's the difference between this one? It's virtual. And I'll be like, I know. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a publicity stunt. <laughs> no refund. See how many people actually do that. Yeah, see yeah. how many people buy it. That'll be so funny. During the summer, I'd be like, thank you, everyone that actually just bought those front row seats. I really appreciate you. I hope you're really close to your screen right now. <laughs> Move your seat forward. <laughs> Nose right up to the screen. I reckon if I put that on my website, I reckon it would actually blow up the event because people will be so perplexed on what the hell is actually going on. Like I'd have to hire a full-time support person just to answer the question yeah it's it just might a joke be worth it just as a social experiment like, i think see. so and like why wouldn't i do that it's my business i can do whatever i want go for it sell some front row seats like that front row seat <laughs> i'm literally gonna do this i'm writing this down i'm like tomorrow i'm gonna go in talk to my team i'm like we need front row seats and i'm gonna see what they say because they'll be like oh yeah of course yeah and then they're gonna be like Jay, you know there's no seats right and i'll be like Exactly. Now make it happen. And then I'll just see what they do with it. I'm literally writing this down right now. Front row seats. I would love to hear what comes from that conversation. I mean, hey, like, like, business is fun, on, right? Stop going on these strange people's podcasts who give you like really weird feedback. And the thing is, business is supposed to be fun. So it's like, why not have fun with our packages? Why not do something like that? Like, why not put that on there and have it like three times the price? And the thing is, I promise you, there'll be people that want to pay it because they want to support me. Like they all literally go like, 
Jai, I know it's $7, but you got front row seat here. And I know it's a joke, but I literally just paid the $300 because you gave me so much value. And to me, it's worth me paying you to continue to do that for us. There'll be people out there. And that's what I'm saying. When I talk about like what the pricing is, no one cares about paying $7, but there'll be people out there that wishing they could pay more. And so that's why it's like, give them an option. Let people do that. Yeah. Also, when you give them options, sometimes like $7 for like what you're getting seems so insanely cheap that it's like, are you kidding me right now? That you kind of want to get that VIP ticket because it's just, you're getting so much worth and so much value. But you see the value and that's the whole thing with pricing as well, with the whole showing the value and explaining the value. I drive home, we talked about this before, pricing, but I believe in everything that I do so much. I'm so sold on it. So when I go like Wedding Photography Summit, listen to me talk, I'm like, you have to sign up. You got to pay me more money than what the ticket is because it's worth more, right? And then with the business map, I'm like, it's like two grand. I'm like, you need to be in it. And I'm so sold on it. And I don't think enough wedding photographers are sold on their products because they're not proud of it. They get scared and shy when their price guide comes out and they don't want to share their pricing and they feel like it's awkward. Where I'm the opposite. Like I'm like, man, I have an irresistible offer. I believe in what I do. I believe in my experiences. If you pay me money, no matter what you're paying me money for and what business, I'm going to be showing up for you because I appreciate you. I'm going to make sure that it's the best client experience and I'm going to promise you that I'm going to over-deliver on my over-promise. And I think like if you treat business like that, your business will blow up. I'm just telling you that right now. There's a secret. To end this podcast episode, there's the mic drop. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. That is awesome. Thank you so much for chatting to me on the podcast today. It's always great talking to you and hearing your seriously brilliant gold nuggets that I'm sure will be very helpful. And I'm sure everyone who's listening is very excited for the summit coming up and to hear all the special guests. Yeah. So you said it was the 1st of May on your Instagram. I'll be putting on there 1st of May. Yep. And I'm a mailing list and everything. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm going to put all the information to follow you in the show notes. Is there anything else that... Yeah, want everyone to know about. I have a podcast. If anyone loved my energy, come over to my podcast, which is called Make Your Break. And it's for creative entrepreneurs, for wedding photographers. Got a lot of the biggest names in the industry and they're always giving out gold nuggets. And if you're inclined to listen to more Australian accent, passionately <laughs> talking about anything and everything, then that's the place for you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jai. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm so humbled that you asked me. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>